The Fringe, only on Late Nights. On K-Talk. to say the name Rachel Hayes. Would it ring any bells? What if I was to tell you she's a best-selling South African author? Well, things might become clearer if I told you that her latest book is such a stark move away from anything that she's written before that she's adopted the pseudonym Rachel Hayes in order to avoid controversy. Why the controversy, you may ask? Well, because it's sexy. Very sexy. Alex feels like a bad girl. Alex can't sit still. She's on the run from the men in her life, especially her sexual soulmate, Nicholas. But mostly, she's trying to escape herself. Set in the Karoo during a relentlessly hot and steamy summer, Alex needs to get away from her claustrophobic marriage to dependable Mark and her ongoing obsession with her first love, Nicholas. She's a woman brooding on her sexual desires, both drawn to and repelled by her hunger. She tells herself she's on a quest to reawaken her urge to paint. But is she really? <laughs> well, Ecstasy of Brushstrokes is being billed by publisher Melinda Ferguson of MF Books Joburg as South Africa's most erotic novel ever. It's the publisher's and the author's first foray into erotic literature and it's set to get pulses racing. So just who is the mystery South African writer behind Ecstasy of Brushstrokes and uh, why is she so adamant that her true identity not be revealed? I invited publisher Melinda Ferguson into studio to see if I could tease her into revealing the real-life identity of the author of her latest sure-to-be bestseller. I'm so excited mm. in, in, in more ways more than ways one, than one. <laughs> uh, she said. Uh, so, w- first of all, I mean, there's, there's so much that I want to ask you about this. The author in question, who we cannot reveal. Yeah. Let's talk... First, let, why, why? Okay, so I'm going to be very cryptic here. Mm. The... Woman who's written this book is actually a very well-known writer, a South African writer. But due to, (laughs) this sounds so bad, but due to possible reputational damage, she doesn't want to reveal herself. Listen, I've spent so much time trying to convince her, um, but she doesn't want to. She's got a 12-year-old daughter who's very curious and she also works in an industry as her day job. She she, she can't, is not just a writer. I mean, who is yeah. except for Dion Mayer? Yeah, hi Dion, um, hi D. <laughs> uh, so 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 she she doesn't want people, I think, to know. She doesn't want to sit being the face of the book. And I kind of went, okay, let's just let's just call um, the author Rachel. And then I went to Lolita, uh, the book Lolita, and the girl's name is Dolores Hayes. So I thought, let me be clever and call my pseudonym author Rachel Hayes as a kind of little clue to what type of book it would be. I like it. Mm. I like it. I'm, I'm fascinated by it. And I, th- I think what's what's so great, uh, and I have to, have to just say at this point, Melinda hasn't even told me who this is. I haven't you, told you. And, and I have been trying to drag this yeah, out of Melinda since, since she told me that she was working on erotic fiction. Uh, that her, your first. This is your first. first. For, and also your first, um, or your, your second. Second fiction. Second fiction. My first one was Sun, 
Sionicus. Sionicus. Neil Sonicus. Neil Sonicus. Nominated for the Alan Payton. Yeah, Not the Alan uh, Payton. The, uh, the, the, the Sunday Times Fiction. Mm. Yeah. Great book. Um, I must say it was not one of my bestsellers. And so why I want to delve into fiction again is quite strange because fiction is very hard to sell in South Africa. Mm. Books are hard, but fiction's even harder. But I just thought, you know what? I'm going to do an experiment. I want to see how keen South Africans are for local fiction. Mm. Because, my darling, it is, I don't know if you know this, but it is set a lot in the Karoo. In the Karoo. And I find that really exciting. I love that. The Karoo with its wide open spaces, with its kind of solitary feel, and the character. I keep hoping I'm not going to mention the author's name. I feel like I'm about to just like do this big reveal. Is this the first interview that you've done on the book? Yeah. So I'm really, Hello. yeah, you've got the, you've got the, the first exclusive. One. Okay. So if you do, <laughs> that's so funny. I love that in the back of your mind, do not say the name. Do, do not, not say, say the, the name. name. I was about to say who the author's name instead of the character. So Alex, the character mm. after kind of, there's a whole long story. I'm not going to delve into that, but she decides she's also a painter and she decides to go to the Karoo mm. to paint and she wants to paint about, she wants to try and create what desire, what desire is in terms of being able to depict it on a canvas. Hmm. And then, of course, <laughs> she needs real people to help her. And she finds a barman, a guy who's sitting in a bar, rather, Pete, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pete, in the Karoo, in the middle of nowhere. And she remembers a stripper called Jessica, who she once waitressed with. And she gets those two to come and become her live models. Well, needless to say, <laughs> life and uh, the eroticism of the kind of poses starts changing and everything starts kind of melting into reality. Sex. Sex, yeah. I'm trying to see what words I can use here. But it's really well written. That's why I'm excited about yes. the book. Um, the girl, the woman who wrote it, wrote another book that was absolutely brilliant. Um, so she's used her really good writing skills to write a really good erotica. It's intelligent, Sarah. Yeah. The character, Alex, she's like you and me. She's not some little airheaded airhead dimwit. I was going to say some <laughs> blonde, <laughs> blonde hair, but it's no offense to blondes. But she's not an idiot. She's been to Rhodes University. She's got a degree. She... Lives in Cape Town in, um, I think she lives in Observatory. Yeah. Oh, hello. Yeah, she lives yeah. in OBS. I've lived in OBS. Um, she's had I've a, got a degree. Yeah. So she's got thoughts. She's yeah. a, she, And she's quite a feminist as well. So it's almost a bit like feminist erotica, but not I like... I love that. Yeah, but it's not like, uh, I hate men erotica. It's like, I really I'm an empowered want woman. a man, but on my terms. I th- you know what? I think that is actually so important. And, and I know that when people, there will be a, 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 a select number of people, and I probably was one of them, who when you hear the term erotic erotica. literature, mm. yeah, erotica, you go, oh, goodness me, it's mm. that dreadful... Fifty Shades of mm. Grey nonsense, which mm. to this day I still, ladies and gentlemen, have not read. My mother has read it, and I haven't. It's just I I, I can't bear badly written things, so and that's that was why really badly, horribly written. written so, so I'm told. So that was for me in response as a publisher because I hated Fifty Shades so much, and then I watched <laughs> the movie and I hated it even, even more. more. I've got all three of them. I've got the whole trilogy, and I haven't been able to get past like two pages. Yeah. Um, it fascinated me though. 
of How Come. Yeah. This book by this woman called E.L. James had taken the entire world by storm. Had my 75-year-old mother, mother reading it. So I must say I did think how could I capture a bit of the Fifty Shade interest mm. because there's clearly an interest in erotica and translate that into a better written product. Mm. And sometimes though, Sarah, I'm not sure if people want better written. The reason Agreed. why I think that book did so well was maybe because it wasn't, wasn't. that well written mm. and it didn't challenge people. You could read that book and it was just, and the kinds of people I knew who were loving it were people who never read books. True. Mm. True. So I'm hoping that we've got the fine line between intelligence and um, attainability. Are you worried at all? Because uh, we can be quite conservative. Oh, no. I'm, well, I'm not worried about what people will think. I'm worried about whether people are going to buy it. Yeah, ex yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, because uh, and the reason that I say that again is a, a couple of weeks, a few months. When did you release your your last? Was it the last one? Oh, that Christy the Chili McGraw, the, the Tiger of the mm. Mouse. Um, we've we had uh, Christy Christy Chili McGraw mm. uh, who wrote um, the even Gonzalez can't fix. Thank you. Um, and before it was called Things Even Gonzalez Can't Fix, there was another title which was The Tiger, the Mouse, and the Furious Masturbator. Mm. And at the point at which you were doing pre-sales bookstores were saying to you or no they were saying they're not, not ordering so i have to tell you that the this book met with similar resistance when i tried to sell when i sent my sales team to sell it mm, mm. um i should have probably taken the hint after masturbator was a persona -pooed. non -grata yeah. Grata word. Yeah. that people might actually feel a bit awkward about local erotica so this, the the bargain books has ordered a lot. Mm. They did a, a big 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 order, but but EB exclusive books mm. has been rather uh, reluctant. They've they've ordered like five copies, two copies, you know, but nothing significant where you can see a whole display yeah. of the book. Yeah. So one of my big worries is people finding the book. Okay. But what I've done, and this is my little sales pitch, yeah. is that I have made it very available in terms of being able to buy it on loot. Mm, and I think this is a clever thing because a lot of people don't want to walk up to the bookseller with an erotica because immediately they think she knows I like sex. I, I, heaven, heaven's above. Heaven's above. Heaven forbid that we, yeah, I exactly. I actually like I'd Be a sexual sex. person, yeah. yeah. So there's this weird thing that happens in a lot of people's minds, even in people that you think are actually open-minded. True. They don't really want other people to see that they are going to get their rocks off. Hmm? Yeah. So now I think the most probably effective way of selling erotica is online, mm. not not necessarily on an e-book, but, no, but through to be delivered to your home in a brown paper bag, mm. in a brown little box, when nobody knows that you're going to go and read about sex. And I cannot believe in 2018 there's still this kind of weirdness about it. Can we also talk about, though, the way that you've you've chosen to market the book, which I think is really interesting. You have identified, of which I am one, mm. a number of, what, do, what are you calling them? Influencers. Like social media influencers. So are they all women, by the way? All women. So strong women, women. who are not afraid to say, I like mm. erotic literature, mm. I like erotica, mm. um, I want to be seen with this book, I'm reading this book. And basically, you're getting us all to just post and to talk post about and the talk book. about the book and 
I think that there's a great power in association, hmm. especially obviously on social media. So my hope is that if like Nina Hasty, and I'm not sure if you know Nina, mm. but Nina's got 200,000 followers. Across. She's hilarious. She's hilarious. So if she's got the book, she's going, hey guys, and she's, she's working on trending on SABC. Yeah. Um, Nina's reading it. She's like the perfect reader in a sense because mm, she's mm. naughty. She's totally irreverent. You're also my perfect reader. <laughs> I've got another uh, a beauty expert called Masejo S.A. She's got like 95,000 followers. She just does beauty tips. But she loved the idea of the erotica, and she's going to be one of them as well. Renata Stearman. Chlubi. Mm. Um, so it's like my naughty girls. Yeah. You know, like girls who aren't... Um, Worried about what people are going to think of them. Yeah. And I, I think that's, that's the thing. I also do. Shall we dive in? Yeah, let's do And it. have a bit let's of a... Dive now, in. W- d- shall I... You've got a bit of a raunchier. Yeah. So do you want to read yours first? I'll read mine mm. first. So this is... Um, Essentially talking uh, about how Alex wants to, as you just said, capture desire on canvas and how mm. she's going to do that. Okay, let me put my, my best erotic voice on. She thought about the sex she'd capture on canvas, about men and women. She imagined what it would look like to capture the nature of the desire, erotic connection, lust. What did desire taste like? Salty or sweet? Like blood? And what did it feel like? Was it wet and soft or hard? What colour was it? Black patent leather or red satin? Was it a look? Open lips, a glassy stare. And could you touch it? Was it lace or spandex or sheer white cotton? Was it a hidden embrace, a suggestion? Was it lust, fully clothed, or was it naked? What did it smell like? Did desire have a fishy smell or a heady perfume? Was it young or old? Did old people feel desire? When the hormones were gone, what was left of desire? Where did it go? Was desire fresh and young? Was it more mature and full of confidence and knowledge? Was it gay or straight? Did it hurt? Ooh, I want to read that book. I got little cold shivers there, Sarah, because it's actually beautifully written. I mean, thinking about that thought of what is desire and where does it go to? And when you're old, do you still have it? And if, if you don't, where did it go? And how does it smell? And what does it taste like? I love that. It's beautiful. I want you to, to. I want you to be my ad girl for the book. I want your voice. I could do this all day. No, that, that voice is good, Sarah. Thanks very I much mean, indeed. I've read the book. I've, yeah. I've worked a lot on the book, but I like really want to read that book. <laughs> if you are just joining us, uh, Melinda Ferguson is in studio with us. That's a treat and a half. Uh, and she's talking about a new book. She hasn't. She's not the author. She is the publisher. The author is somebody that you will know. You will know this person, but we can't tell you who it is. She's written uh, The Ecstasy of Brushstrokes, Sexy, Intelligent, Erotic Fiction. Uh, Rachel Hayes is the moniker that she's going under. Uh, And uh, as Melinda was saying earlier in the interview, the reason for that is that this person is a very well-known person in South Africa, a very well-known author, uh, who just felt that by writing under her actual name, it could perhaps do some reputational damage. damage. Yeah. Um, so in a rather sexy sort of cloak and dagger way, uh, she's written under a pseudonym. Uh, the book is called The Ecstasy of Brushstrokes. It's a, let's talk about the layout of the book just for a second. Oh, yeah. It is absolutely beautiful, first of all. Yeah. I love I, the, the sultry eyes and the cigarette smoker of this gorgeous girl uh, on the cover. Um, black and white, 
bit of green, a bit of green, a bit of retro green. And the size, are they all printed in this size? They're all printed in this size. What do we call this size? I'm not actually sure. I think I know what the measurements are. I kind of call it my handbag size. Pocket, yeah. Yeah, A a pocketbook size, Mm. a pillow. I think it's called pillow. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, that. That ties yeah, in nicely. Pillow book so that you can put it next to your bed. But the, the beautiful thing is you can put it into most medium-sized handbags. And so when you go to work, you're getting bored of everybody. Go to the loo. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even have to go to the loo. But like <laughs> sit down. You know, it's not a, um, uh, it's not a terribly, it's not like an outrageously sexy cover. No, not Very at all. Very classy. Very. Doesn't beautiful. have a feeling of like, ooh, this is um, disgusting. Smutty, slutty, blah, blah, blah. So she's really alluring. She's got all her clothes on. She looks like um, just she's she's a very interesting looking woman. It's actually a Russian model. I bought this photograph for quite a lot of money. I might add. Really? Yes. To get the rights for this. How much money? Well, it was about seven grand. I know. It's kind of a lot. I think it's a lot. I should have actually just asked you and me to pose a bit. I, you know, I thought, let me invest. <laughs> you would not no. sell a single copy if I was on the cover of this book. Well, I t- well, the thing is that I thought, let me invest in a good pick and it will sell the book. Yeah. I'm really hoping it does. I think so. Yeah. So do you want me to read a little? I am dying for you I to read some. I hope it's not too saucy. I had to be very careful because the book does get quite saucy. We should just say, yeah, yeah. it's, I it's mean, it's very erotic adult, fiction. And there are times when it gets more and more erotic, if I can say it like that. You can, was there any, did it, in the editing process, did anything end up not making it in because it a was lot. too, because it was too well, out listen, there? Well, listen, I mean, I think I'm a little bit, I was going to say I'm a bit sick. No, I'm not sick. <laughs> I've got a very, dirty mind sometimes and I think Open-minded. I nearly said her name okay. <gasps> yeah I nearly said her name she has the same although you would never expect this you see it's the ones you don't expect are quite secretive little uh, open-minded Self. people yeah so w- there were a few things that were really quite beyond um, belief and I had to say to her listen I think there's just take that out uh, on the side of caution yeah. I won't say what they were because then we're going to really sound terrible and you might the show might get banned <laughs> yeah the whole show will be banned if I start telling you yeah but there's enough left in it to be I think it's it's definitely for me the most erotic novel ever published in South Africa definitely and even I mean more not in the world because there are some amazingly sure but it's definitely more sexy than Fifty Shades of Grey by far by far. I want you to read, but I just want to ask a question, and, and you're going to have to channel uh, Rachel Hayes yes. uh, for this because because you didn't write it. But uh, um, how how do I how do I phrase this? Ask me. <laughs> how, do, how do I phrase this question? D- it, did Rachel? Mm. Did it come? Na- did this come naturally to her? Is there a okay, is there I'll an erotic fiction writer in all of us? Could I write yeah. erotic fiction? Must I tell you something interesting? And I don't want to give away too many details. The woman who wrote this book had an unspeakably terrible tragedy happen to her in her life, mm. and unsp- it's it's it, it was so terrible that she she probably couldn't get out of bed for almost a year mm. after this terrible thing happened. Um, she wrote a book. And then about five or six years later, which was last year, Mm. she went to therapy and the therapist said, why don't you just write something that's completely different to this thing that had happened? Mm. And she thought, I don't know about that. And suddenly she sat down 
and the words just started coming. And the next thing she was writing, and like, she started coming. Hi, erotica. Yeah. So for me, that's what's so amazing is this book comes from a place of quite a lot of darkness, from yeah. the, from a place of pain. But there was such a relief, and she really loved writing this. She would get up every day and like. She couldn't wait to see what would happen to Alex. Mm. So I think that, that, that there's something beautiful about that. And is she writing from her own experiences mm, or her own, or her own fantasy? What she? I think it's a mixture of both. I love mm. that. I think definitely there's biographical kind of autobiographical stuff in there. Um, I've started trying to write one, Sarah, because I got quite keen during this process. I'm and you know what? It's only been recent. Um, I've got about 2,000 words. I am, when I leave here t t t tonight, I'm, I'm going back to write. I'm really excited by this. I think a lot of people want to read and write this stuff. I would, you know, what? It's, I'm so glad you said that. I would love to write. I think you can because we all have great experiences and then you can because it's fiction really expand yeah but the, before you read and we'll finish with you with you reading a bit from the ecstasy of brushstrokes could this turn into a i mean not a 50 shades but in terms of is there a, series? a, a series is there a future for alex i think there is a future for alex but even more exciting i think there might in the near future become a as part of my imprint mf books joburg i'm thinking of starting mf books erotica so everyone is listening start trying to write erotica i think there's a market i think it might be more of a digital market so i'm doing lots of research at the moment but sarah jane king i'm expecting and forty thousand words like they don't have to be that long that's what she said yeah they don't have to be that long so should i read yeah also i'm so excited to talk about i haven't been this excited about a book for, for a really oh, long time so because i tell you why because as much you and i love non-fiction mm. and we love hard hectic, hectic. stories mm. to have my hands on something light, light but, but also still got a meaning it's it's exciting for me it's exciting for me you know what i what, what i think also would be awesome is is do, and I think I've, I, I may be talking myself into this. Doing it into an audio. Oh, oh, darling, I've been thinking about it. Hey? An audio book would be brilliant. I would love I to. I would love you to be the audio artist. Hello. Hello, darling. Okay, read for us, please. This is Melinda Ferguson reading from her latest um, book that she's, that she's publishing under MF Books, Joburg, The Ecstasy of Brushstrokes. He takes his hand and holds his hardness the camera still whirring in his other hand. She turns away from him towards the eye of the camera. Slowly she pulls down her panties, untangles her legs and lies back. She's wearing only her suspenders and bra when her hand glides gently down to its destination. She speaks to him through the camera. Keep filming. Don't touch yourself. Just watch me. You can't have me. You can only watch and film me. She closes her eyes and arches her back as her body erupts. This memory never failed to turn Alex on. It didn't matter who was in bed with her or how bad the sex was. She was guaranteed of an explosive and vivid orgasm, thinking of Nicholas and his camera. But was it satisfying this kind of sex? Reaching for old memories, long distant desire, in order to endure this encounter with some stranger? Sometimes she wondered whether he, whether he still had the video he made that night and if he ever watched it, if he ever touched himself 
remembering her. There we go. I mean, erotic. Was You're blushing a little bit. I'm blushing a bit because I don't know how much we can say on air. But I mean, that's, we've said it. Yeah, we've said it. I must say that's a milder part. There are a lot more interesting, open-minded parts. Um, I think people will be surprisingly amazed by how intriguing this kind of book is. It's called The Ecstasy of Brushstrokes. It's written by Rachel Hayes, not her real name. Uh, and uh, you can go and buy it now, uh, published by Melinda Ferguson. Thank you so much for coming in. Thanks, darling.